0: News Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro. The views and opinions on this show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of WGNS, its management, other hosts, or advertisers. Good evening, everyone. Edwin Lee Raymer here with you, and I'm going to try and get through this hour as best I can. I've had a sinus situation. this reason I wasn't with you last week. But we're back this week, and we've got a great guest with us. He's been with us before. He and his wife both, Austin Maxwell, is here. Austin, how
1: are you? I am wonderful. Ed. Good, been. Thank you for having me.
0: No, I'm glad. I'm glad to do this because uh, we're going to talk about Afghanistan, everyone. And uh, Austin has firsthand knowledge of Afghanistan. He has been there, and uh, and we're going to go over some of his experiences over there. And. And frankly, just the mess that thing has been and hopefully, uh, you know, get some answers for some folks and uh, some ideas to what's uh, what's taking place over there. OK, uh, I'll tell you what, do let's go ahead and get this thing kicked off. But for right now, my name is Edwin Lee Raymer. And yes, I'm still a private investigator. Welcome aboard. This is the Edwin Lee Raymer Show
2: with your host,
0: Ed Raymer, on your good neighbor station. News Radio, WGNS Murphy's And this is the Emily Raymer Show, and I'm your host, Ed Raymer. This show is produced at the studios of WGNS A.M. 1450 100.5 101.9 FM, right here in the heart of the great volunteer state, Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Now, you can reach us tonight with your questions, comments, or ideas at 615 893 1450. That's 615 893 1450. You can also send us a text at that number. And our producer, Mr. Dalton Barrett, who's on the board and doing a good job as always, will be glad to read it over the air for those of you who do not wish to be heard live on the air. We certainly understand if you do not wish to. Uh, You can also listen via the internet at WGNSRadio.com. That's WGNSRadio.com. And uh, you can look on our Facebook page and you see my ugly mug at the Emily Ramer Show on WGNS. That's the Emily Ramer Show on WGNS. You can also download the WGNS app and take WGNS with you wherever you go and listen whenever you wish. Austin, welcome back. Thank you. I know you're no stranger to this station. Uh, tell people. Let's just start from point A, if we could. Uh, what? Well, you were in the National Guard. Yep. Okay. And tell us how you got to Afghanistan. What momentum? So,
1: so I got to Afghanistan, um, and I was. I think I mentioned this to you at one point in time. I actually had spent ten years in the National Guard. Sure. And. Uh, took a break you know basically around uh june of 2001 i was out um, i had four small boys a wife um claire i'm traveling the countryside and just just didn't right. have time for it anymore so sure. i actually had gotten out and um obviously 9-11 came along we go into afghanistan right. actually going to iraq and, you know, I felt personally like I'm, I'm sitting on the sidelines. Everybody else is right doing sure. their share. And right. so with uh, Claire's Blessing, I got back in in February of uh, 2005 right. and uh, go to my, my first weekend drill. Uh, I was an artillery officer. I uh, okay. go to Fort Campbell, Kentucky. Um, had a great day, you know, shooting artillery and just, you know, felt like, wow, I'm, I'm back home again. Right. And, uh, Bill Abernathy, I don't know if you know Bill or not, but don't, uh, no, I, uh, I, I don't know, but, I don't, I don't, but no. Bill, Bill was, uh, uh, at the time, a um, uh, Colonel, he was our battalion commander and, uh, comes into the tent up there at Fort Campbell and announces that we are going to Afghanistan. So here it is, my very first drill back, and I'm going to Afghanistan. And I always knew it was going to happen. It was just going to happen, you right. know, it was going to happen in a year or six months or two right. years. Not that fast. Not that fast. Right. And so uh, I go home after, you know, drill that weekend. Claire's like, how was your drill? How, how was it? I said, sit down. I've got some news for you. Oh, boy. And, uh, you know, obviously, you know, we got mobilized uh, to go to Afghanistan. Sure. And I was. Right. I was part of the 196 Field Artillery uh, Brigade, the headquarters, and basically it was, a, uh, the mission was, that at that time, was uh, we were going to be ETTs, Embedded Training Team, Okay. so it was a mission for senior captains and senior non-commissioned officers, they didn't want to take just, you know, Joe Private, sure. or Joe Lieutenant, right. they wanted senior captains, senior NCOs, to go over there and train, teach, coach, advise, sure. and mentor—you know—the Afghan National Army, which at that time, um, you know, when I got there, um, I actually left Murfreesboro on the Fourth of July, Fourth of July, two thousand five, back to Camp Shelby, Mississippi, and flew out of uh, Biloxi, Mississippi, on the fifth of July, and went to Maine, Ireland. Uh, Turkey, and then landed up in Kyrgyzstan at Manus Air Force Base. Okay. Stayed there two three days, and then we flew into Kabul, mm-hmm. uh, KIA Kabul International Airport at the time. Right, and uh, staged at Camp Phoenix.
0: Is that the main airport, Kabul? That's that's yeah. pretty well the airport.
1: That is the airport. That right. was the airport then, and the airport now
0: for major cargo for
1: for. for for personnel, you know, sure. there was, now right. they could have, they could have taken us into perhaps, uh, Bagram Air Force Base, a much larger right. base, but we actually flew into Kia Kabul Air, you know, Kabul International and convoyed to Camp Phoenix two, three miles away. And that's where we staged and then we split up. Sure. You know, the, the hundred of us, a great majority of them went to the north in, uh, Sharif. Um, some went south. Down to Kandahar and Kunduz province and Urzagon province. And then some of us went out west to Herat, Shindan, Farah, and Baghdis province. So we were all over the country. Right. You know, it was okay. one of those things you'd run into somebody maybe when you were going to Kabul to draw uh, operational funds. You'd sure. run into a buddy that you had not seen in six months.
0: Sure. So. Right. How big is Afghanistan?
1: I have heard it's yeah. roughly the size of Ohio. Uh, actually it's roughly the size of Texas. It's and, roughly and the size it's funny you say that okay. because that was something in every briefing when we were training up. It was right. almost like the same slide. You know, would talk about the size of the country, size being Texas. So you okay. knew it was a large area. Okay. But it's a landlocked country. Yeah. Yes, it is. You know, no ports. <coughs> you know, Iran to the west, Pakistan to the to the east and to south the, and southeast,
0: and right in India, India, China. Turkmen Turkmenistan, Uzbekistan and Tajikistan. Yeah,
1: uh, t- yeah, Tajikistan, Uzbekistan, Turkmenistan.
0: About 7 countries. Yeah. yeah, it's landlocked.
1: That landlocked, and right. You know, from a, a demographics, it's very, it's a very tribal uh, type of country. If okay. you think about it in terms of the ethnicities, you know, you have Pashtuns, you have Hazaras, you have uh, Tajiks. Those are the three main uh, F- ethnicities, you know, in. Would it have been similar
0: here to the Indian nations? Our India, I mean, the Cherokee, yeah, yeah. the Iroquois, Ur- yeah. all.
1: Yeah, very, I mean, very similar. I would say so, to, yeah.
0: So that Americans can relate. Yeah, yeah.
1: Very tribal. The uh, the village elder, you know, or the right. tribal elder holds great sway. Okay. So much like the chief of the tribe, uh, if you're, to your point, American Indians. Right. Um, very, very similar.
0: Okay, all right. And um, let me ask you something.
1: What is their main
0: source of income over there? Do well, they have product? Do they produce anything? Well, or?
1: it's funny you say that. You know, from an in income producing, you think about it, the, the country, from a, from a people standpoint, not everybody lives in Kabul, Afghanistan. Sure. A lot of, you know, the majority of the population lives out in the small you know, towns and villages sure. and things like that. It's very agrarian so it's what they grow um is what they sell and that could be anywhere from wheat to you know fruits berries grapes now their number one exported crop is uh poppy or opium you know <laughs> right. so yeah um which is it not has, so, been, you know, has been the case it has been the case and if you think about it, it i don't not that i'm you know For that. Right. But it makes sense. You don't Mm -hmm. it doesn't need a lot of water. Right. And you, you plant it and grow it and you know, you would see in the spring them out there harvesting, you know, the goo, which is what they use to turn it into, you know, eventually you know, drugs. Right. So but that's probably one of the number one crop in all honesty and you know perfectly legal perfectly legal in that you know part of the country
0: right you know or that that part part of of the world world. yeah yeah okay
1: um but you know from uh you know natural resources it's not a country that you're going to say man i got to go over there for the oil but man it's got copper nickel cobalt okay um you know it's very rich in natural gas and so that's a lot of that is to be had now by any country that's, you know, willing to go in there and help develop that. Why have they not developed it? Do
0: they just not have the know how or do they don't have the resources or the it's, knowledge?
1: It's uh it's part resources, it's part right. uh, it's part, you know, knowledge and know how. I'm sure um China or, you know, Russia or somebody would like to to do that but you know you think about it you know from a religious standpoint if you start coming into that country they quickly will view you as an occupier right and then it it becomes the issue of you know safety so you know remains to be seen what'll happen what they'll get out of there what they'll be able to get out of there um you know with the taliban's blessing
0: we're going to go to our first series of breaks right now and um I want to tell you about a new sponsor. Well, she's not a new sponsor anymore. She's with us, Michelle Hauser, & Associates of Law, Family Law, Child Custody, Divorce, Parenting Agreements. She has dedicated her practice to the practice of family law, ladies and gentlemen. Her address is 1500 Medical Center Parkway. Now, she's out by the fountains, out by Burger Republic. Fine, beautiful location out there. Now, you can reach her at 615-801-8602. That's 615 615- 801-8602, and she is in Suite 3A there in Murfreesboro. Now, check her out on the web at boroughfamilylegal.com. That's burrowfamilylegal.com. Good friend of ours, and believe you me, she knows her stuff when it comes to family law. I've served a bunch of paper for this lady over the years, and uh, that's what she does. Michelle Hauser & Associates Law, family law, child custody, divorce, and parenting agreements, uh, mediation if you need it, whatever. Give them a call, 615-801-8602. Back with you right after this. Hello everyone, it's Ed with Private Investigations in Middle Tennessee. You know, if you just need someone checked out on a background check, tag them a run. Or if you need someone full of fledged follow, give us a call. You can reach me at 615-390-7219. That's 615-390-7219, or check out our website at piofmt.com. That's piofmt.com.
2: I felt so alone, scared, angry, full of self-pity. I just wanted to die, so I took another drink. Then I heard about AA and went to my first meeting. The people there talked about those same feelings. I was no longer alone. They gave me help to stop drinking and hope to start living. Alcoholics Anonymous, it works. Look us up. Check your phone book, newspaper, or aa.org.
0: Welcome back to the Edwin Lee Raymer Show on News Radio WGNS. All right, I want to tell you about another sponsor. We've got Complete Yard Care. I want you to check them out. We Do It All is their slogan low maintenance landscape design. And fellas, this stuff is great. You don't have to go out there and tinker with it. Retaining walls, stump removal, uh, tree removal, stump grinding, lawns cut, and mulching landscaping you can reach them at seven eight six one five seven eight five oh three eight four that's six one five seven eight five oh three eight four and they have a five star ranking on google you can reach them at completeyardcaretn.com that's complete yard care we do it all low maintenance landscape design and believe you me this stuff is great guys and like i said you can reach them at 615-785-0384 completeyardcaretn.com check out his webpage. <laughs> It's a good one. And we're back with Austin Maxwell. Austin, as we talked earlier, and uh, to be fair with you folks, Austin I have talked on the phone a couple times too in, in, in within the last couple weeks. Um, I got home one night. It's, I guess, it's been about a month ago now. Yeah, yeah. And uh, people always say, well, how do you, when do you start preparing for a show? I'll start tonight when I'm finished with you, when I get home. Yep. And I go in, and there sits my daily news journal, which I've not had a chance to look at. And guess who's on the front page? It's Austin and Claire Maxwell. I said, "What have they, what have they been picked up for now?" <laughs> <laughs> What's Claire got him into now? <laughs> it's always something. It's always something. It's always but, something. And I found out, and I had no idea you had served in Afghanistan. And, uh, and you know, we got to read. And when this thing first broke, was this thing, let's just face yeah. it, you know, I'm on the left side of the aisle pretty much, but. This thing's been a mess for Biden. Yeah, it's. But it's, w- would it not have been a mess for any president? And I'm not giving Biden. Yeah. You know, I, I, we, I heard a reporter say, "We're good at getting into wars. We're good at fighting wars, but we're not so good when it comes time to to go home."
1: I'd say so it's a pretty accurate statement. We're we're great at getting into wars and fighting wars. It's it's how do we get out? Right. Um, you know, that's always the the tricky. Tricky part, and, and could um, you know? Would would Trump have had this same issue? Um, perhaps I, I'll say this. Yeah, you never know. You'll never know. I'll say this. I think any of you know my uh, buddies that I've served with and spoken with were not surprised that you know they they folded. It was the speed right. at which they folded that really shocked us you know i always had said it would be a they'll be able to hold out and last for maybe a year i didn't think it would be weeks months um you know to the extent that it was just so rapid right um you know but but having said that um you know training training and i say that baseball upon just training their army you know which is what i did over there you know when you're training you know um uh, you know, it's, it's not like a, a soldier here. You know, I think we all know of young men and young women that have volunteered to serve their country, and they go off and serve, sure. and they're serving, you know, for, you know, four years, six years, eight years, whatever the time is. You know, over there, they may serve and just decide, you know what, I've got paid, I'm going home, I quit. Um, sure. High rates of desertion. Um, you know, a lot of corruption. So mm, it wasn't right. really a huge shock when it fell as quickly sure. as it as it did honestly sure um because again it's a very tribal country um, right very yeah. tribal country but
0: you had the idea I, I read i read the whole thing
1: because they uh, interviewed two or three of y'all yeah
0: that had been over there.
1: they interviewed a gentleman yeah. here who has right. a veterans pressure washing here in town right yeah um a person up at fort campbell and, sure. and folks all over the the mid-state but you know, and and for the life of
0: me, and I have never been in military service. Yep. I don't know anything about
1: it. I, you know, I've,
0: what I've seen, I've seen on television and through the news. Yep. That's it. But you had this. said, you know, why didn't we leave behind seventy five hundred troops? I mean, we've had people in Korea for seventy yep. years. I said, there is a common sense which I would have thought we would automatic. That, that's well, that's automatic. We're yep. going to do that. Apparently biden didn't and as i understand and i'm being critical now of the president because we got to keep this thing fair as i understand the joint chiefs and those four-star generals advised him leave some troops behind and he did not take their advice
1: yeah um, that's my understanding as well and you know for the last 18 months you know we had no casualties because um, right. the u.s had yeah. basically said all right afghan army afghan you know air force you're in the lead if you need us let us know what you need, and we'll be there. And, of course, sure. we would be there with helicopters, drones, attack aircraft, whatever of it course. is, all out of, you know, Bagram Air Base. That being said, um, to, to basically abandon that, you know, and just kind of leave in the middle of the night, that, that. that sent a you know. the, the, uh, really, you know, that was a pretty chilling message, you know, like, right. we've we've left, we're gone. And if, if we had said you know what i'm going to tear up the agreement we're not leaving i'm going to leave 2500 to keep this government up right um could they to take care of the security of the embassy yeah the airport yeah we we need that yeah you know you know could they have started you know attacking uh bagram sure they could have um it's a pretty tough place to attack to be quite honest with you right i mean it's got tremendous standoff distance um they've tried it before and not been very successful sure so the point is had we left a residual force and said hey we're leaving a residual force and we're going to be out of here by january february well that's the winter over there sure and the taliban doesn't fight in the winter they don't okay. they, you know once you once the winter comes rolling in they hole up there's not a lot of fighting fighting season okay. is the spring, spring and, the and summer, summer. And a little bit of the fall right so if you if you'd kept a residual force and said we're staying till spring of next year, you would have had time to get everybody out. Sure, you know? And if you had then had said, you know what, the government wants us to keep this force here, we could have, right. You know, your welcome presence. You know, yeah. and we need this
0: yeah. for stability of the country. And that's fine. I just do not understand why President yeah. Biden would not have listened to those yeah. generals.
1: It just doesn't make sense I and mean, you think about it historically it'd be like us you know let's go back to korea let's just say hey it's 1970. we've been in korea now for gosh 17 18 years it's time to go sure what would have happened to south korea at that time i don't know yeah but we're still there you right know, 70 years later
0: right so um, yeah i you know and of course I don't know. Maybe the man, maybe the president had a reason for doing what I, yeah. I don't know. Um, but uh, just, I mean, your idea struck me. I thought, yeah. you know, I, and I figured that was automatic. I mean, now let me ask you something. Yeah. What happens to our equipment over there? Because we've got literally yeah. hundreds of
1: millions of dollars, tanks and yeah. helicopters, yeah. And all that. What happens to that? You know, my understanding is, you know, a lot of that equipment is going to be left anyways, with the Afghan army. You know, they were going to need Humvees. It's pretty nice you know. gift. Yeah, pretty nice gift. I mean, <laughs> uh, they had moved away from their, you know, Kalashnikov AK-47 uh, rifles and had gone to more of a U.S. platform, an right. M4 uh, carbine. You know, so all that, you know, was being left with them anyway, you know, right. for the army that they had at the time. Um, so I can't really fault them for that equipment that is left behind that was going to be left anyway you know when we left but it's it's now in the hands of you know the taliban and or it's right. now being divvied up and Sold on the black market, or who, who's not to say it's being handed to? Well, if you know anybody who wants you know. to get rid of one of those Humvees, I, I, I'd, I'd kind of like to have one of those. They're, they're <laughs> you know, they're. Uh, it's a very heavy ride. You know? uh, I've heard they're not comfortable. They're, at they're all. not comfortable, yeah, right. and they do suck the diesel. Okay, they, they will. Yeah, they, the ones they, we have here in the states, uh, yeah. this this is a yeah, dressed up yeah, version. Yeah, this is not a, anything like what you guys yeah, had yeah. To ride in over. Yeah, there. they were. Uh, yeah, they were. You know, they were a necessary evil, you know, but they could, they could uh, right. take a lick and keep on ticking, Sure, you know? um, sure. But that being said, you know, a lot of the equipment's going to be left there anyway. Okay. Um, and, you know, a lot of the, the helicopters and the planes did fly out. Um, right, okay. can't remember if they flew to Uzbekistan or Tajikistan, but, you know, it's now in their hands, and, uh, you know, supposedly some of it was destroyed by our troops as as, as they left, but... I'm sure a lot of it is in their hands. I mean, you've seen the media, you've seen them sure, you know, with, sure. with our equipment. Um, you know, so they've got it and then, even some of their gear that they carry. yeah, the, yeah. yeah. I, I don't like the fact that they've got you know <clears throat> night vision uh, no, no. devices and uh, various other you know instruments you know that'll help them at night. right. Um, yeah. that's not good. Um, and you know somebody had asked me once before, you know, you know, do you think we'll ever be back? And I sure as heck hope we're never back there, because right. if we are, it means that there's a problem. Right. There's a terrorist yeah. group, and then we've got to go do something.
0: Well, and here's the thing, too, that a lot of people didn't, you, you know, you get into this thing with 20 years. Yeah. You had probably young young people over there that weren't even born when this thing yeah. started. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it was just way out in you know got
1: it just got out of control. Do you yeah. feel we should have pulled out earlier? Do you, can, can, you, you know, can you sit there and say I, that? I'll, I mean I'll I, say this. you know let's let's think back to 2001, okay And let's think back to uh, Tora Bora, where uh, bin Laden was in December of 2001. At least that's where we thought he was. Sure. Yeah. And you know of course we're um, pounding that area with airstrikes and bombs sure and, um just God knows what we threw at him but you know he he escaped he got into Pakistan my point is imagine if we had bagged him right then and there right okay, okay. so we're three months post 9-11 we got bin Laden we beat the Taliban right okay would we have stayed there as long I kind of think that we wouldn't have sure. honestly I, I think you know, there was always still the view. the The view at that time was that the Taliban and Al Qaeda were one and the same. Right. And yeah. It was like, let's go kill the Taliban. Let's get the Taliban. Let's get this army stood up. Had you bagged him at that time, you beat him. I don't think we would have stayed as long as we would. have. Sure.
0: Um, right. Yeah, we got it done. Let's yeah, go. Let's go. You know, and the
1: other The other question would have become. Um, Well, when we got him in, what was it, 11? When we got him... I believe you're right, we got him in 11. You know, was that the time to go then? Um, You know, because Obama... That that was brought up. That was brought up. You know, know, Obama, we had the surge at that point in time, because the Taliban made a comeback starting about 06. Sure. And you saw it, you know, in 06 and 07 and 08, and that's when we had the surge, you Mm -hmm. know. Right. Um,
0: Like a bad penny always shows up again.
1: So, you know... Could we have gotten out? Should we have gotten out? Um, I always felt like it was going to be a long term commitment, Ed, honestly. Okay. I always felt like this is going to be a new Korea. We'll have a, a brigade or two size presence as we build this, co- this country. Because it, do- it takes more than one generation, it takes several generations okay. for change to occur. Right. So. Okay.
0: Uh, now, you have a friend over there. Yep. That is.
1: Born and raised in Afghanistan, I believe, yep. correct? He was my interpreter. He was, he was your interpreter? My interpreter. He was with me. Um,
0: can you talk about what is going on with him and to give us an example? Yeah. And folks, please listen to this because this is important.
1: So um, I'm not going to use his name okay. you know, for him. We'll just call him Fred. Okay. okay? But uh, Fred was my interpreter. He was with me in, uh, gosh, four locations where I was at and uh, literally if, if Fred said it I've I generally banked on it. if he said this is not a good idea my cousin has told me this area we need to avoid right. there's an IED set up on the road I generally listen to him sure um, so a great guy um, you know he was born and actually lived in Pakistan and then okay. came back to Afghanistan once the US and came in there okay. uh, self-taught himself English uh, was a good interpreter. Stayed behind, uh, you know, after I was wounded and left in 06. He finally came to the United States in 15. Right. Okay. Uh, going to school. Um, had his daughter with him. And uh, was a green card holder. And was running a successful business. And the daughter is too. And the daughter is too. Green right. card holder. Was um, remarried. Um, you know, he has a, a Afghan wife has a son, and um, they were approved for their special visas just pending their interview. And he goes back this summer, you know, because their interview's coming up, and then just everything collapsed and fell in. So he's actually over there right now. Right. He's trapped, in a sense. He's got his green card, his daughter's green card, his wife and, and son's. But he can't get out. He's tried to, to cross at uh, every border from Uzbekistan, Tajikistan, right. Pakistan. Pakistan was gonna allow him, but it was gonna be at a cost. It was gonna be about 3500 Even though Pakistan was a country of his birth? Uh, Afghanistan, he was born in Afghanistan. He was born in Afghanistan. He, when the Taliban came to power, he right. went to uh, Pakistan. Uh, But it was going to cost him $3,500 to cross over. And then that deal (laughs) fell through. So, he stuck. He did everything that he was supposed to do. You know, he had his papers, but he never got the call. And uh, even when he tried to go to Kia, you know, Kabul International, it's actually Hamid Karzai International, but that's another story. Oh,
0: yeah. Um,
1: You know, he was turned away at the gates. Him and, and you know, thousands of others that had their papers. So, Why were they turned away? He he basically, he doesn't have a good reason. They were just told to turn away. Now, the Taliban did have checkpoints. That was one thing that was turning some people away. But even he got to the gate and had his papers and was turned away, you know, by the U.S. So, you know, he just feels a little bit deserted. You know, he certainly... He's, his,
0: he's a current green card holder, yeah, he and a, his he's daughter. He's a current
1: green card holder, him and his daughter. So um, And they have spent time here. And they in have the spent States. time here. He's been right. here since 2015. Going to school, running a business, you know. I mean And they won't let him come home. They won't let him come home. So, you know, he didn't get a call from the State Department. And, you know, I'm not blaming any of our congressmen at all. Know, i I'm, I've I've spoken to DesJurlais, I've spoken to Green. Right. I've spoken to our senators. They've done everything they can through the State Department, but the State Department ha- has bungled this, uh, you know. Um, okay. And it goes back to, doggone it, don't you wish you had manage, no, 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 man? Uh, Bagram Air Force Base. I know. You know, and, and could have, you know, Kind of had, you know, some additional options to get people out. Yeah, I mean, that's what gets me about this, is you know I, I,
0: mean, you you tell me you're no genius, Yeah. okay, but you have been there, and like I said, I go in on a Sunday night, and here's the most common sense agreement to leave some troops behind, to maintain some control. You've yeah. got to maintain the control. Yeah. We have to. <clears throat> I just never did. <laughs> it, it,
1: I'm sorry, I, I'm yeah. just a lay person, but I just don't get it. You know, yeah it it just didn't make any sense to me. To it's, me, yeah. I mean, if if your your senior generals and officials are saying you know don't, and yeah, you still did it, you know, it's. I mean, I you know, I don't want to beat up on the president. I mean, I'm I understand. certainly not of his political persuasion. I understand. And you know, I've served under presidents that were left and right. Sure, but at the so the yeah, you know, nature you, of the beast. You know, sure, you you. you orders or orders, but you still gotta say common sense would say, you know, let's let's do this and do it the right way and get all our people out.
0: Um, yeah. You know. And then and then from that seven or eight thousand that you leave behind, start drawing them down three or four hundred yep. at a time. Yep. Just and, and don't announce it. Just yep. you know you know that is one thing I will say about Trump. He and, and he would not tell anyone what he was doing. Yeah. And I, I see that I do understand it to a point. Yeah. You know, now we're going to be pulling out the 30th day of October. You well, know? <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah, you, you don't do you that. Yeah, you typically
1: don't you know, do that. Yeah. I, I mean, it's just because they're just going to sit back and you
0: know. they're going to twiddle their thumbs. And say, you know, we're going to wait until the 30th day when they, and then they're going to be gone. You know, come on, man. Yeah. I mean, anyway. So... What does your friend do now? Yeah, Do you, get, you so, have a way of communication? Yeah, with I, him? I,
1: I can. Uh, he, his number is working. He has a, a number over there that works. Okay. And I do uh, reach out to him on Facebook Messenger. Right. And I've spoken to him through that as well as his phone. Very good. Um, he's okay uh, monetarily. I've asked him, Do you need any money? Right. And he's like, I'm okay for now. My friends in California have sent me some. Okay. I'm. Uh, Getting ready to probably start up a GoFundMe, to be quite honest. Okay. To see if, okay, is there a way to get him to say Pakistan? Sure. And let him finish. Let them finish the the interview process and get him on a flight out of there to Qatar. You know. Right. Um, because you know, as far as I'm concerned, you know, he's been working with U.S. forces since you know 2003. And I think with we him. owe this man yeah. something yeah he, he worked with us for 12 years right and I'm just one of the ones he worked with there's there's ten other guys like me that he worked with during that time right. you know year after year after year as we came and went he was still there yeah um, so we do owe the man we do we do and, no doubt and, about that. and and many of them like that I just think the thing that really bothers me is that as a country you know you um, you know, if you're in Taiwan or the Ukraine, and, you know, let's face it, our, you know, adversaries in the world would love to be saying, you know, the U.S. will desert you. They will desert you. They won't stay and help you. They will run like they did in Afghanistan. Right. And, yeah, that's, and that's that's the, the thing you don't want to say. That's, yeah. Because it does affect us down the road. It does. So. Yes.
0: Well, I appreciate uh, you're listening to Austin Maxwell, who served in the National Guard, he worked over there uh, in in Afghanistan with these people. His uh, interpreter is stuck and cannot buy; literally, can't buy his way out of the country. Yeah. And uh, I'll just say, it could have been handled. I think it could have been handled a heck of a lot differently. I mean, yeah. and I'm talking about Biden. Okay, I mean, I just. Okay, I'm beating a dead horse. I'll shut yeah. up. But you know, and and you and I agree with. That. I mean, I think yeah. that to some degree. And you know, uh, to get us to agree on anything is really a miracle, folks.
1: <laughs> yeah, Ed, Ed's on the left. I'm, 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 you know, I lean on the right. If y'all didn't know that. Uh- <laughs> I am you're chairman yeah, of the Republican Party. I am, I am chairman of the local GOP. Okay. I'm the uh, chief cat herder, as I call chief it. Cat as, as I say at times. So, um, <laughs> you ought to see yeah. the Democrats.
0: <laughs> 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 it's like yeah. trying to hurt a bunch of ducks. Yeah.
1: I'm down. Uh, <laughs> you know, I asked somebody, Ed, kind of changing the subject. Sure. I, I asked somebody one time, I said, you know, hey, when are you going to run for Congress? And uh, this person said to me, they said, why would I want to do that and go to Washington, D.C. and be caught up in that mess up there when I can stay here in Tennessee and be a a local, you know, elected official here in the state and do great things for my state? And it kind of made sense. It does. It it did. They just said, you know, I don't want any part of that. Well,
0: here's the thing. In Congress, a lot of people don't understand, a lot of those guys and gals – they don't own a home up there Washington DC is a very expensive place to live as I understand yeah. and they get 174 thousand dollars a year yep. I believe. So not everybody's got a big pack yeah. behind them But behind them you yeah. know uh, a lot of them do but but many do not and they get there and they get hit with one heck of a surprise and many of them do they room
1: together? Are they? I, I've I've heard they room together. Yeah.
0: I mean, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's not all just peaches and cream. Yeah. I mean, and, and and as I understand, they really only work Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I believe they head back on Monday. Yeah, and then they're instead so Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Sometimes they have to stay yep. over the weekend, of course, with this this budget. Yes, I'm
1: sure many of them have. But uh
0: I'm like, I don't know, yeah. I'm like you friend. I don't know that I would really like it either. Yeah. you know
1: I, I will say this since we're we're kind of on this subject. I, was, sure. I got an email from Iraq and Afghanistan Veterans of america. i'm I'm a member of that organization, and sure, um, you know they they play it down the middle, sure, and uh, one of the things they really were talking about recently was I think this came from Senator Duckworth out of Illinois, okay, um, you know Tammy Duckworth right. She, uh, as a veteran, she lost her legs uh, as mm-hmm. an aviator in Iraq, and so she's U.S. senator. But I believe she's calling for an independent investigation into Afghanistan, in the sense of let's start from 2001, go all the way through 2020, and let's learn from the mistakes we made, you know, over there, you know, as a. Sure as a, an entire nation from the amount of money we spent, how we spent it, who we spent it with, to just everything from A to Z so we don't make those mistakes again. And I think that's a good idea. I really right. do. Yeah. Because, you know, you, you learn from history. So let's learn from this. You have this, to learn. You, you have know, to learn. True. You uh, have I, to learn I don't from want it. to ever see another situation like this with, with my interpreter and the thousands of interpreters that are that are stuck over there. I agree. Okay.
0: Now, we're going to go to some breaks here. Before we do, again, Austin Maxwell has been good enough to come up and be with us. Um, I want to announce something for you here. Uh, the uh, Firefly Supper, this benefits Doors of Hope, uh, is a. Uh, let me see if I can get this pulled up here. Here it is. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be Thursday evening. And this is a good organization. And. Uh, October fourteenth, uh, and join us for the seventh annual Firefly Supper, in which my wife and I do. Uh, doors will be opened at five thirty at Copper Ridge Venue. Do you know where that is? Copper Ridge Venue. anybody know? Thirty-five ninety-seven Betty Ford Road. Sorry, huh. and uh, and meal provided uh, by C.J.'s Catering Company, and it's a great it's a great thing. And uh, look them up. Doors of Hope. And uh, it's a good organization. This organization benefits uh, young women that have uh, recently been released uh, out of jail and need help getting on their feet again. You can reach Doors of Hope at 615 They've got some tickets still available. They're $125 apiece, and that's 615 and please keep them, uh, keep them in mind. That'll be Thursday evening, and we'll be there. And uh, our going to our we're going to go to our last series of breaks. Where, Dalton, where was
1: this go. organization when when my wife was getting out of jail? You know, back. I don't know, man. You know, uh, you know well, you. <laughs> but no, no one
0: could have helped. <laughs> You're actually going to go home tonight?
1: Yeah. I, no, actually, I'm going to go to the courtyard. You know, I'm <laughs> kidding. Man, I'm hoping she's asleep right now. Sure <laughs> hear that?
0: No, no, she wouldn't know. She lets you out. She's going to let, and she knows you're coming up here to be with me. There, there's not going to be anything good come out of this. Uh, check out our sponsor, Michelle Hauser and Associates Law, Family Law, Child Custody, Divorce, Parenting Agreements. Now she is located at 1500 Medical Center Parkway right out there in Burger by Burger Republic. She's out by the fountains in suite 3A. And you can check her out on the web at boroughfamilylegal.com. You can reach her on phone at 615-801-8602. That's 615-801-8602. Michelle Hauser and Associates, Family Law, Child Custody, Divorce Agreements, Mediation, if you need it, give her a call. Back with you right after this. Hello everyone, it's Ed with Private Investigations in Middle Tennessee. You know, if you just need someone checked out on a background check, tag them a run. Or if you need someone full of fledged follow, give us a call. You can reach me at 615-390-7219. That's 615-390-7219. Or check out our website at piofmt.com. That's PI of
2: I felt so alone, scared, angry, full of self-pity. I just wanted to die, so I took another drink. Then I heard about AA and went to my first meeting. The people there talked about those same feelings. I was no longer alone. They gave me help to stop drinking and hope to start living. Alcoholics Anonymous, it works. Look us up. Check your phone book, newspaper, or aa.org.
0: Welcome back to the Edwin Lee Raymer Show on News Radio WGNS. Thank you, Dalton. We're back with you. Austin Knight I want you to check out Complete Yard Care, Low Maintenance Landscape Design. Their motto is We Do It All: Retaining Walls, Tree Removal, Stump Grinding, Lawns Cut, Mulching, Landscaping. Now, you can give him a call at 615-785-785. That's 615 785 0384. Or check him out on the web. He's got a great website, Complete Yard Care TN.com. They have a five star ranking on Google. That's Complete Yard Care. We do it all. And believe me, folks, believe you me, folks, they do. <laughs> uh, low maintenance landscape design is the best stuff in the world. And we are back with Austin Maxwell. Austin, you're head of the Rutherford County Republican Party, as we said. And we were just
1: talking. What What is your. Job with that. I mean, it's uh, mainly just raising money. Yeah, honest, honest to goodness. You know, um, you know, we're self-funded. You know, we don't sure. receive any money. You sure. know, just like I'm sure the the local Democratic party no. they they don't get any money from the no. the national or the state. So the biggest thing is just you know raising money. Right. Um, we'll bring in you know speakers um, at lunch or at dinner. Right. Uh, like our next one will be Trey Hargett. He'll be coming uh-huh. uh, to Murfreesboro on November 11th. Okay. And then, you know, hope to have the governor sometime next year. Right. You know, and yeah, because you know, it will be a cam-
0: you know, campaign, campaigning cam- election year. Yeah, it's right. it's
1: a, the cycle heat up and... You know, it'll be a good year when you're trying to get people engaged and active. But sure, Yes, yeah, the biggest thing, is is raising money and just making sure that we, you know, keep the local office open. Because sure. then it's really sure. utilized a lot during the... Uh, Especially on the yeah. election years. Yeah, on the sure. election years. Yeah. You know, when it's an off year, and I hate to use that term, It's I, I like to say reset year. You know, because you're kind of sure. resetting, kind of re- And this will be an interesting year, and I say interesting... Last I counted, Ed, uh, there's like 43 different uh, offices that will be on the ballot. All 21 of our uh, county commissioners. county commissioners, right. Um, You know, the mayor, the trustee, just everything's going to be on there. Um, Is Pettis Reed going to run again? You know, that's a good question. Well, um, that's a it, sad it, example right there, isn't it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I hope he's listening. No, I, I hope he's not. <laughs> I think he's yeah, got a hitman looking know. for me now. Yeah.
1: <laughs> he's a great uh, fellow. Yeah, yeah. I would expect he will. Yeah, he, you he know, he,
0: he for, was so proud yeah. of the new school out there. Yeah, and,
1: at Plainview. At, at Rockville. Right.
0: Rock, 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 Rock. 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 I went out before it opened. They were fin- The guys yeah. were finishing up. And I said, great day. This thing is a monster. Yeah. And they just get bigger and bigger Bigger. and bigger. And, you know, uh, I talked with Mayor Ketron. I stopped in his office one day, and I I don't know why. But they'd come out with – and I know you and Claire are big UT fans. Yeah. You're football fans. Okay. But they had come up with the idea to put – and I think two of the schools don't have artificial turf. I think they do it. Blackman.
1: Blackman does and Oakland does. And Oakland does. And 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 both schools – Raise that money through parents, you know, right? Sure, like all the schools do. And I said, You know, Mayor,
0: with this thing on this artificial turf, I know it's a big, a big chunk at first, yeah, but in the long run, would it not be best as far as maintenance wise? Yeah, you don't have to maintain it because. Uh, I happen to know a guy that does cut grass And they they charge for their services And you've got to stripe the field And you have have to keep it it up And keep it it painted and all that It looks like to me in the long run And I know it's a big expenditure out front But most companies Help out on that I think they did it at Blackman I think they took off like 30-40% of that that Whatever it was, I don't know But But of course And from a view, it's beautiful yeah, you know, but I thought you know th- we may have reached the point with sports where maybe that has to be done. You know,
1: yeah, you, you know, um, maybe it does. I mean, I and I'm a sports guy. Sure, I mean, you know, right. we, were, we were very active in, in helping you know Riverdale sure. you know, get their field house. Sure. Um, I know in Wilson County, I think they went to the bond market and for their schools, they gave them the money for field houses and artificial turf fields and. They sure do look nice, and you don't do. have a guy out there having to, you know, you know, overseed it and water it and stripe well, it. Well, and then and, around the
0: fall months, if you, know. you get into this rainy season, which occasionally yeah. we'll get, yeah. Now you've got damage to the field after a game, yeah. and then there's other teams that are out there too. A lot of yeah, you, soccer and
1: all that. You would you be know. able to utilize it more for youth soccer, youth football, right? Because the field can take that type of punishment, sure. Um, yeah so it's a great thing. Um, I think I'll call Bill on my way home and say this needs to be a campaign promise you know, or, you know, <laughs> maybe, you maybe Joe Carl <laughs> do that or you know whoever's running you know we'll, we'll, I'm sure I'm sure it'll enter the fray at one point <laughs> or another you know yeah, who um, knows
0: yeah well I'll tell you what like I said it's kind of like uh, I'm being in it sometimes it can be a thankless job too yeah. you know yeah and of course Claire your wife ran yep. for school board yep. Bless
1: her heart, and uh, well, she's having the time of her life. Oh, I'm sure she yeah, is. Yeah, <laughs> she never gets a nasty, hateful email or anything like that. No, but she she's enjoying it. Right. And you know, public service. Um, you know, I'll be honest with you. I'll never run just because right. I don't have the temperament yeah. for it. She, no, no, she I not either. She does. She, well, she does. Um, and
0: she's, and she can. She comes across very. And, you know, she's a lady. Yeah. You know, and that's what that's what yeah. it takes. Yeah. And
1: uh, was she was your wife a teacher? She's an EA. She was an EA. Okay. At, in special ed at Riverdale. Right. Yeah, that's, that's right. Okay. Was. And uh,
0: you know, uh, like I've said, you know, when you holler about these politicians, you want to make you want to make some changes. Put your name on a ballot, yeah. and I never have,
1: and I never yeah. will. And I'm there sure. there will be lots of opportunities for lots of individuals sure. whichever side of the aisle you're on yeah. um, this coming cycle like I said there's well, like 40 I said, plus races Stephen Reynolds ran twice uh, for Congress
0: on the Democrat ticket he put his name on a ballot You know, he believed in what he was talking about yeah. he, he was an infrastructure man Yep. what are we talking about on a national level now infrastructure and these roads and bridges do have to have maintenance I'm sorry yeah. but it requires it you know and Uh, I'm sure how that money's divvied up is going to be, well, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) That will be interesting. That would be, yeah. I'd like to see a a line item breakdown on that, but uh, we probably never will. But, uh, um, I mean, man, but you know, $3.5 trillion, that's a bunch of money. It's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. I don't know if you've heard the show or not. We did it, and Dalton broke the, the numbers down. And under President Roosevelt, FDR, under the New Deal, in today's dollars, uh, it would have been 1.8 trillion. Wow! To implement that. Now that's TVA. Yeah. That's up in my neck of the woods, where they built uh, uh, Kentucky Dam yep. and Barkley Dam, Barkley Lake. And those dams still produce electricity to yep. this day. Uh, but uh, and and then Biden come in and won a 1.9 trillion. Everybody nearly lost their mind. But. It's 70, 80 years hence, folks, and we've got to go. These things have to be repaired,
1: you know. Uh, I don't argue that, that you you want uh, roads and bridges and infrastructure. I mean, we saw what the Mississippi. <laughs> I don't know. know I mean, you know, it's funny. That was sitting there for probably several years is what it you looks like. Them. It's, it's yeah. where you get all the little pet projects from folks that want to, uh, you know, the progressives that want to do this or that uh and, yeah and yeah. then you, it's everybody wants and It happens to do
0: that. have a brother-in-law yeah, in the yeah, business yeah, you know yeah, it's right. everybody
1: um, and that's going to happen yeah you know that's part of it that's politics
0: yeah. uh which leads me to think that me yeah. and you need to get into a different
1: yeah yeah maybe i'll go to work for uh, kbr or something like that or Halliburton, or who, who knows but uh you know i will go back to you know to Afghanistan, you know, and the amount of money that we invested in that country. And in what was it, was it two trillion? It was somewhere around, I've heard two trillion, two and a half trillion, you know, over that period of time. And obviously, there's instances, you know, where that money was wasted. Sure. And and fleeced, like in any sort of situation. Tell me about Halliburton. How did that yeah. work? and
0: how? Because I know it's a massive yeah. company.
1: I'll say this, you know, is that my experience with them would have been in Iraq, and it was uh, KBR, Kellogg, Brandon Root, which was a subsidiary of Halliburton. Okay. And so they did a lot of your maintenance there on bases. You know, so they sure. do a lot of your in- infrastructure. Um, and just some of the quotes that I saw, I mean, it was ridiculous. You know, there's a U.S. price, and then there's the price that's going to be over in Iraq. And, and right. they're, and they're okay. U.S. citizens that are working for that company over there. It's not them. It's the the, the rate that's set. But, uh, yeah, but you know, just going back and the amount of money that we invested, you know, $2 trillion, you know, had we have gotten Bin Laden in 01, could we have gotten out sooner I, and not? Like you said, I know. Yeah. Um, and. But had we had left 5,000, to keep the peace and let that country, you wouldn't see China and Russia poised to probably take center stage, which is probably what's getting ready to happen, you know, in all honesty. You really think so? I really think so. I think China, you know, you think about it, they'd love to be able to get a road, and there already is a road in Afghanistan, the Ring Road, but think about it, a road coming in through the north all the way over into Iran, right, and being able to do business with Iran, you know. We shall see as the yep. years
0: go by, yep. and uh, and those things do take time to to unfold. Yes, sir. as well. They do, and uh, you know. Um, well, again, thanks for coming up, and and I wanted someone that had been there and done that because a lot of the talk that I heard from people, and let's face it, especially social media, yeah, you'd think everybody was an authority, you know. And I I, I don't know. I, I've never been to Afghanistan, you know. Uh, you know been to florida a couple times but i mean mean, uh like you say a a little tidbit that january and february fighting will slow down yeah never was ever no one talks about that you know because we don't know you know but uh looking back of course woulda shoulda coulda you know Yeah. yeah i know but uh
1: it's, uh, you know, how's Claire doing? What's what's on her agenda now? She, well, she's taking care of her mother right now. She's right. they are taking care of her, and, uh, you know, I think they've got a work session this week and another board meeting uh, later on on Thursday. And, uh, you know, just the, the regular, you know, stuff. I think the biggest thing, and, and she's talked about this, is and this is kind of probably more for the county commission, is there's you know well over $100 million in maintenance issues on these schools.
0: Oh, great. No, it's, it's unbelievable.
1: And, you know, it's yeah. back to your point. You know, we build these schools, and we build a lot of them. You and you know, don't just walk away from them. You just don't it. walk away from them. You've right. got to maintain them. And so right. that's an issue... I think Corey Young said it at one time uh, back during the last campaign. He said it was the issue nobody was willing to talk about was the I maintenance know. on these schools. It's like you know, it's like you're going to just so, fly, you're going to just shoo away, and it's it's not that way yeah. at all. I mean, so it's it's something they're going to have to address because you know the amount that's allocated towards it now is is not enough. So. But I really uh, appreciate you having me on this. No, I
0: thank you very much. I appreciate it. We're going to get out of here and make room for Bill, and uh, you know, thank you so much for agreeing to do this. Absolutely, it's been educational to me. And uh, tell Claire we said hello. Now, folks, you've been listening to Austin Maxwell. He was good enough to come up here on a Sunday night. After his w- poor wife had just nearly worked him to death this afternoon, yes, she did. <laughs> <And> she did. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'll be all right. I think you'll live. Yeah. And uh, you know, uh, Bill's coming in, I'm going to get with you here in just a minute. Uh, but for now, this is the Edwin. I'm Ed Raymer for the Emily Raymer Show. Have a great week, and I'll see you down the road. Good night. <laughs>